Hey everyone, welcome to the first official episode of Brown Girl Banter. Welcome back guys, it's Armin. So as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, I was thinking about the intro that I had just uploaded a few days ago where I talked about where I wanted to take things and the brown girl struggle. And I looked at the time and it was 1.16 a.m. And I was like, this is my brown girl struggle. The fact that I could not record a podcast in the daytime because my house is utter chaos and we literally yell from room to room to reach each other. We would never be able to record a podcast without it getting interrupted 8 billion times. So I'm just sitting here talking to myself alone at 1.16 a.m. It's totally cool. It's fine. So for today's topic, I think I'm going to split it into two. And I'm going to talk about two different things because I had posted on my Instagram and I had asked, what do you guys want to hear? What are some things that you'd want me to talk about? And I got a few responses that I think that are really amazing that I'd like to touch base on, not particularly today, but through the course of this podcast, hopefully, inshallah. So today, I'm going to start off with one of my friends had asked me, you should talk about life adjusting in America. Now my brain in general uses the storage that I do have to remember really odd pieces of information in my life like I have two brain cells like why would I choose to use brain space to remember this I have no idea but that just happens to be the way that I work so the first day of second grade now the first day of second grade started off with obviously my mom like dressing me up for the first day of school and I remember this outfit so vividly you guys I was wearing a lavender poofy dress with a cropped purple cardigan and frilly white socks and my hair was up in a ponytail. Now, looking back at this outfit, I'm thinking, why was I dressed like I was going to a mini quince at the age of six? But, you know, we were fobs and everything's excused when you're a fob. I don't make the rules. That's just the way it is. So... Mama did a really good job at making me feel really prepared in the morning. And she was like, oh, you're going to do great. Like, don't be nervous. And then right before I leave for school, Mama looks me dead in the eyes and she goes, Zarmin, don't talk to boys. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Because I was just so scared. I was petrified. It's my first day of American school. I'm a fob. I don't know why I keep saying that. And I'm just overall generally really scared. Now, I don't remember much about the day rather than the fact that it was my first time riding on a bus. And so I get on the bus and I am so scared. There are all the big kids in the back and I'm sitting in the front and people are smiling at me. And I'm like, why are these other kids smiling at me? I like I can hear my heartbeat in my ears so to stop from just being super self-conscious I literally glue my eyes to the window and I stare out of the window the entire bus ride to school I get to school and I remember just waiting in before I go into class 
like sitting in class not really paying attention the first day just minding my business and just being quiet I remember like I just did not want to make a scene so I was quiet the entire day and then it got to being recess time now recess did not look fun to me whatsoever it was the Texas sun I was scared I just remember being scared so I climb up the jungle gym and I'm standing in front of the slide and since my I'm wearing a dress I don't really know how to maneuver myself down the slide I'm like should I go down the slide should I just like you know not risk my dignity and just climb back down the jungle gym and go sit on the corner because I was not in the mood to make friends and so I'm zoned out thinking about my options on what to do in this situation and I'm not really worried because nobody else is on the jungle gym with me until I hear hello hello and I turn around and it's a boy and I'm shocked I am shooketh at the sight of this boy not like I didn't have boys in my class I just was not talking to anyone because I wasn't trying to create a scene but there's this boy alone on this jungle gym with me and he was like you looked alone so I just came to say hi and I promise this is verbatim this is verbatim what he said and in my eyes I was like what is going on what am I supposed to say I spoke English because the school that I went to in Pakistan they taught us English it was a good school so I already knew how to speak English I mean I had an accent but then again I was a fob it's fine um I'm looking at him and I'm like my mom told me not to talk to boys I can't say hi to him and so <laughs> I distinctly remember just shaking my head no and just like snickering like it wasn't even a giggle it was like a snicker and then I get off the jungle gym and I just start running I don't know where I'm going I don't even know this playground but I just remember running and this guy instead of just being like oh oh my god like let's leave the little brown kid alone he starts sprinting after me mind you I'm in a dress and I'm unathletic as hell I don't know where I'm running so I just keep running and then he's like Paulina Paulina wait up and later on I would learn that Paulina is the name of this little Mexican girl that used to be in another class that wasn't an art class and apparently I looked like her he knew I wasn't her but I looked like her and that was enough for him to just be like you know I don't know your name so I'm gonna call you by the closest thing I know to a brown girl and I was so traumatized by this kid chasing me that the next day I had came to school where and all I remember is this kid just chasing me and I think I found a place to hide and that's how I waited out my recess and the next day when it was recess time again I was traumatized like your girl has PTSD I don't want to do this recess thing anymore white boys are scary and I'm over it so I purposely went and I sat down where you know when you were a bad kid in elementary school or you didn't finish your worksheets or your assignments 
and they would make you sit on the stairs and it would be like the little timeout area or there'd be like a little timeout table and all those kids were the bad kids that didn't play at recess because they were too busy not finishing their like social studies homework where you had to label all the states in the United States map. I went and I purposely sat down with the timeout kids because I was like, you know what? I ran once and I am not running away from this kid again. And I would like look like a hawk at the entire playground and spot where he is. And I just would not, I would not make eye contact. I would sit the entire time of recess at this little timeout area until until basically I made friends which happened later on in the year which was funny enough one of my first friends when I came to America was this little Indian girl I loved her with my entire heart I still know who she is like I ran into her I think a few months back and she's doing great she's she was always really really smart also another fun fact Um, I think it was the same year or it was the next year I had my first crush on a boy and he was also Indian. I just, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to find myself some brown homies and just find my people. And there weren't a lot of Pakistanis in my elementary school, but my elementary school was really diverse. I don't know if it was really diverse or I was just in an ESL class. And then if you don't know what an ESL class is, it's uh, English as a second language. But now that I think back to it, my school was really diverse because it had a bunch of little Mexican kids and we were all brown, we were big chillin'. And that's the story of how I decided not to like white boys. I'm totally joking. That's the story of how I got traumatized and decided to sit in the timeout area until I finally made friends and then I started playing in recess. And if I think about my elementary school and adjusting, I never really cared for recess. Like, I really enjoyed music. I loved art. I remember in the fifth grade when I had changed schools because we moved um, neighborhoods, I went from one elementary school to the other and I had to remake friends. Now, fifth grade is by the time that I had gotten like a lot more confident. I wasn't as quiet anymore. And I just remember that I wasn't a very nice kid because I didn't like how long it was taking me to make friends. So I just kind of stopped trying. But I still made friends in the fifth grade, but I would, I stopped going to recess. I would sit in the library and I would play on the computer and then I was like, wait, this is boring. So after I became a pro at all things cool math for kids, I decided I was going to go and I helped my art teacher in the art room. And it would always be like a younger class. So it would be like kindergartners or first graders and they'd come in for their art lessons. And I just remember being obsessed like I would so much rather help little kids make art projects than go out and have recess time and that's just the way I've always been but basically bottom line is the way that I adjusted to life in America after living in Pakistan was through making 
brown friends. Like I found the closest thing to my people that I could find and it was Indian friends. And I made some Indian friends and I had like a white friend here and there. But you, but mainly I was just friends with like Indians and the Mexicans. And I rode the bus with this black girl that had a crush on a guy that was in my class. And literally guys, I would watch him all day just so I could give her the tea on him on our way home on the bus so that we could bond together and that is the story of how I became a desi auntie just joking I'm kidding but I would literally watch this guy in my class just so I could tell this girl about him and so that we would become friends because I wanted to be her friend because I didn't want to ride the bus alone Also, riding the bus is slightly traumatic. I mean, I don't know if any of y'all were scared of all the big kids that would sit in the back and, like, stomp their feet and make a bunch of noise. But I was definitely like, what the hell, until I became one of those. And by the time that I was becoming one of those, I never rode the bus again. And I hate public transportation now. So, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. So for the second half of the podcast, I'm going to talk about the Priyanka Chopra situation, which honestly, I don't want this podcast to become like a celeb gossip thing, but this just needs to be addressed because in the intro, I had mentioned how I wished there was a lot more brown girl representation in Western media and she was low-key our token representation through Quantico and then like her Met Gala looks and her just being included in talk shows and then back in January February when Pakistan and India were having their little issue and India had threatened nuclear war against Pakistan which honestly neither side wants I don't care how patriotic you are there's no way either side wants India or Pakistan to engage in war because you know how detrimental that can be for both sides so I think it just comes down to like humanity at this point obviously I know how India and Pakistan get against each other but in February Priyanka had tweeted Jay Hind hashtag Indian armed forces and that was like her way of citing and um, tweeting basically warmongering things. She was taking a stance and her stance was that she was with India in the fact that they wanted to engage in nuclear warfare. Now, being a Pakistani American and being on this side and watching her take that stance was heartbreaking. Obviously, it was heartbreaking. She was our brown girl that was representing us and she was so kick-ass and it was just like I support you and I watch your tv shows I've watched all your Bollywood movies I even listened to your trash ass music when you released it and you can't sing ma'am so where does that leave me as your Pakistani supporter and so honestly ever since she tweeted that I'm not big on cancel culture, but I did take a step back and like I wasn't as big of a stan. I mean, obviously I was like, you know, all right, do your thing, sis, like whatever. I'm not going to block your bag. There's nothing that I can do technically now that will block her bag either, but I genuinely have lost respect for her because recently 
at BeautyCon, I think it was, this girl on Twitter who is Pakistani and Kashmiri had called her out on her tweet and she had talked about how harmful it was and the same girl that was talking about how harmful her stance on nuclear war was got her mic literally taken away by security guards and I totally forgot to mention that her stance was even more harmful considering the fact that she is a UN ambassador for peace and when you take a stance on something like nuclear war and you support it you have to take into the account the amount of innocent lives that will be inevitably lost to just the senseless act that she would have been condoning and while this girl called her out her response was not taking the time to address her concerns and taking the time to address the problem and the issue as a whole she responded to her question by are you done venting which is by far the most condescending mean girl shit I have ever heard now when I saw the video like literally I was fuming how how do you call yourself a UN ambassador for peace how do you call yourself a feminist when you can't even look at another girl much less another person who is literally traumatized because they are unable to reach their family in Kashmir a current real life issue that is going on because it is under Indian occupation and it is being currently oppressed and she goes on to saying are you done venting you do not take people's pain and you do not gaslight them in front of an entire arena and try to make them look like the crazy one and then she goes war is not something I'm fond of but I am patriotic so who gonna tell her that does not make sense like Miss Chopra please make it make sense you cannot use patriotism as something to hide behind because you want to dismiss your lack of humanity like ma'am I you know you're patriot you're super patriotic cool awesome that does not give you a hall pass to condone war it does not give you a hall pass to completely disregard an entire population struggle an entire population struggle for freedom for their rights you don't get to push it under the rug because you're patriotic honestly the same thing is happening right now with sonam kapoor which breaks my heart even more because in my eyes homegirl was the baddest bitch to ever exist but she is just so far removed from reality and and it's honestly so sad and priyanka it at BeautyCon went on to say like I know I did tweet that, but I do have a lot of Pakistani friends. Ma'am, did you just use the Indian version of I can't be racist because my friends are black? Like, did that just happen? Did you just hit a new low? Because that is insane. And everyone saw through that so quick. And I was so grateful to God because that was the shittiest excuse I've ever heard like oh I have Pakistani friends but you know I'd be so down to bomb them because haha patriotism like girl what type of 
psycho. I can't even begin. And to end it, she said, girl, don't yell. Don't embarrass yourself. We're all here for love. Now, aside from the fact that she is completely gaslighting her in front of an entire arena, I am so scared of women like that, of women that preach love or use love as a mask to not confront the fact that they have been manipulating or that they've been a hypocrite or the fact that they have faults of their own. You don't get to hide behind the mask of being a patriot or behind that mask of love or behind the mask of being a feminist or positivity if you're not for it you're not for peace you're not for being a feminist you don't respect other women you obviously don't respect humanity and I like I said I'm not a big fan of cancel culture but she lost three million followers and honestly that was so well deserved because I have never seen someone humiliate another person that did not deserve it whatsoever I mean yeah she called you out on you being a hypocrite but sis you was being a hypocrite like I don't know what the issue is here but the way that she handled it was absolutely disgusting like I've never been so upset while watching something I mean obviously I have Twitter shows me things that I'm upset at watching all the time but that was just such a vile disgusting way and she just turned out to be the conniving desi auntie like you know i feel like every community has one the desi auntie that pretends to really care about your life and your issues but she just like is really keen about knowing your issues and she just wants to help you and give you all this unsolicited advice and then turns out she doesn't really care about your issues she just wants to know all the drama that's going on in your life like she doesn't want to help you she just kind of wants to use your issues to just have new material to gossip about that's priyanka priyanka doesn't really give a shit about issues she's not really here for love but she's here for love air quotes because that is going to be her mask in order to get what she wants and like i said i'm not big on cancel culture but i can't imagine supporting somebody that treats other humans the way that priyanka treats them and i just will not be watching any more of her movies i guess until she shows signs of becoming a better person if she like releases an apology or like a video where she is educated about the issues that she's talking about and shows that she cares because it is heartbreaking to see somebody that was representing brown girls and representing you know she was she was our desi girl she was our desi girl and now she's not and it's sad but honestly we move we have so many other bomb brown girls that can take the spot and I have just decided to become fully invested in Myra Khan because she is bomb and she can do no wrong. And I have never wanted to watch a movie so bad as much as I want to watch Superstar. But it is showing all the way in another city that's not the city that I'm in. And it's showing only on weekdays. And I'm like, please, 
somebody show this movie on the weekend so I can go watch Maida Khan and obviously Bilal Ashraf because goddamn that man is so beautiful. Um, I don't really even know where I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> where did Bilal Ashraf come from? I hope you guys have liked this episode. It's just me talking about adjusting in America and the Priyanka Chopra situation. And I hope this has been... You learned something new. I hope you laughed. I hope you cringed at the fact that my mom told my six-year-old self that I couldn't talk to boys. And then I ended up running and putting myself in time out. And I hope you learned a little bit more about Bollywood actors and just the issues going on in the subcontinent right now. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Brown Girl Banter.